vision. Your paradigm is about to shift at the intersection of fact and reason. You're entering Kingston Country. I'm Dan Kingston, and you're listening to the Dan Kingston Podcast. Hardworking people want to get back to working hard. The government shouldn't dictate who is essential and who is non-essential. That's the job of the free market, is it not? Lazy, coward bums want to shelter in place indefinitely. No matter what the science says, no matter what the solutions we present, it will never be enough for them because they're psychotic, because they're crazy, because they're too afraid, because it takes courage to be free and they're lacking of it. Again, hardworking people want to get back to working hard. Don't you agree with that? Or are you one of the lazy coward bums that wants to shelter in place year upon year, month upon month? At what point do you start looking at the solutions? At what point do you stop criticizing those of us that are trying to figure out the way to get us back to work? First, Democrats demand Trump uses presidential authority to lock down the entire country under Remember, martial law. That's what they were asking for him to do. And he refused, citing the Constitution. But today, Trump points out he has presidential authority to reopen the country. And Democrats lose it, citing, what? The Constitution this time. So now they're citing the Constitution when they say he does not have authority to open up the country. But he does have authority, I guess, to close down the country. How does that make any sense? How can you have authority as president to issue martial law, to issue a national lockdown, but then you don't have the authority to issue a national open up? I'm not a constitutional expert. It seems to me that if you have the authority to shut down the country, you have authority to open it up. And, okay, I I understand. Martial law was not enacted. The president resisted the national lockdown. So you're saying, okay, since he didn't enact that, then why should he be able to open anything up? I'm saying the the local shelter-in-place orders have no constitutional ground to stand on. Without a presidential uh, uh, approval, uh, without the president saying, I'm not going to challenge this, because the president could easily say, uh, can you take a look at this? The Supreme Court should take a look at this. Couldn't the president say that? He didn't do that. He was complicitly uh, being complicit in going along with these state shelter in place orders. And he continues to be. And I'm not necessarily saying that's bad. I don't want the disease to spread. Now, it is a very low, relatively low mortality rate than what they were telling us in the beginning. Yes, we're not looking at millions of deaths anymore. We're just looking at thousands. Yes, it's still a lot of people. That die, yes, every single person that is a universe, every single person dies is, is, is a horrible thing. But what's more dangerous, by the way? Driving to the grocery store or shopping at the grocery store? I mean, how many people die? There's over 30,000 people die on the roads every year in this country. And I guarantee you there's going to be a lot less deaths now on the roads during the shelter in place. Does that mean we should always have a shelter in place during the peak summer months because it will save more lives on the road? I mean, why isn't that an argument to be made? I'm not even saying that that's a horrible argument. I mean, it, it be consistent. There is technology that you could put in 
cars today. That would lower the number of deaths. This is just an economic thing. It's economic why they don't put all these safety things in all the cars. So every car could have be a Tesla and automatically stop. Um, and not just, you know, uh, under a certain conditions, under all conditions, the cars could do automatic safety measures. Now, sometimes the, you want the car to stop and it ends up killing you and speeds up and it kills you. That's something different. Obviously, uh, there are problems with the technology right now, but I'm saying there are foolproof technological solutions that would increase safety that aren't being put in cars because of the economic impact, solely because of that. And you don't suspend the driving on the roads, do you? Do you suspend the driving because uh, because of that? No, you don't. So we're always making these economical economic decisions based on uh, what is it, what's okay, what's acceptable, what's the acceptable number of dead on the freeways and on the highways. Maybe you know somebody uh, personal, you know, very personal to you when I talk about that. Right. Um, there's a lot of, of dangerous things in life where every time we leave the door, every time we leave our house, we're susceptible to life. In fact, it can be dangerous just living inside your apartment. I mean, the loneliness is, is going to kill more people than any disease over the long run of, of humanity. It's loneliness that kills more. I mean, the loneliness leads to disease. So you can say loneliness kills more. And uh, so you, you are susceptible to, to horrible things, even when you're uh, confined in the, your apartment or your house. But obviously, it's more dangerous when you leave. And I'm sick of the lazy coward bums that want to shelter in place indefinitely. And they're not looking for solutions. They're just shouting at those of us that are trying to figure this out. Now, I will say putting Ivanka and Jared and Trump of... Uh, the go back to work commission is, is not a good idea. I think Ivanka and Jared are probably Trump's biggest blind spots. You know, he's a dad. And so obviously the daughter can do no wrong. At least it doesn't look like Ivanka, but she's besides the point. Actually, I kind of like Ivanka. I don't think she's the worst uh, problem. It's Jared. The Jared looks like, uh, He's just kind of like a blank slate. Like um, if Biden was a young man, it would look like Jared. I don't trust Jared. I, I don't know. Am I out of line here? Uh, I tend to trust Ivanka, but I don't think she's the brightest. I don't know. I could be wrong on that one too. But I just have my doubts about Ivanka and Jared. I think they're Trump's blind spots. I think they're probably uh, leftists in disguise. I think whenever there's a policy that we scratch our head about... Uh, you know, uh, look at Fauci. Why do you think Fauci's in there, by the way? It's probably Ivanka and Jared. So if you're over there on the far left, you probably love Ivanka and Jared. Um, so what does that say about you? Now, the mainstream media hates Trump. They love Fauci. But who put Fauci in front and center? Didn't Trump? Uh, so that's a head scratcher for you, right? I mean... The the lack of logic, the lack of reasoning on the far left, it's mind-boggling to me. That they're, the Democrats are demanding Trump issues a lockdown. And he cites the Constitution, right? Now, the Democrats are citing the Constitution because Trump is, is asking to reopen the country 
and they're saying that the Constitution says he can't? The Constitution says we need to stay uh, local shelter-in-place orders. He has no ability to comment on that or to uh, change local shelter-in-place orders that are clearly violating the Constitution. Aren't there checks and balances? I, I thought that's what this is about. Or, or now the Democrats are arguing for all state power. It's so confusing. Like, what side are we on? What side is who on? The Democrats are arguing states' rights now, and and we're arguing for federalist rights. I mean, I guess because we want to go back to work. We want to figure out how. I mean, so the states are supposed to protect you. Uh, the local government's supposed to protect you from the from the federal government. It's all it's all backwards now. Who's who's protecting who? Some people like their governors. Some people want to recall their governors. You know, everybody in the media hates Trump, but they love Fauci. And I'll tell you, uh, you know, our obsession with phony TV doctors will kill us all. How many people are going to die in the next outbreak, by the way? Uh, say like a truly horrific uh, uh, mortality rate, like Ebola, comes comes here. Okay? How many people are going to die as a result of the overreaction to COVID-19 and the public distrust that's been caused from it. People aren't going to shelter in place again. This is like the hurricane. They're saying is a cat five and is a cat two. And they said everyone was going to die. Every, everybody was going to die, but uh, it's a cat two. It's not a cat five. I had a horrible dream that um, I recorded a whole podcast and nothing was recording the whole time. It wasn't recording. So how does the audio levels the sound? Okay. I have this idea, like um, this fear that I'm going to listen to, uh, back to this recording. It's going to be horrible. You know, I don't edit. All of this is recorded live, unedited. That's a surprise to many people. Maybe you're surprised by that. Yeah, I'm pretty good at this. And uh, if you agree, tell a friend, tell a family member. Yeah, I'm doing this for you. I could podcast about uh, many different topics. I believe that we have to defend individual liberty right now. It looks to me like uh, there's a power play uh, with uh, uh, unelected administrator, media darling types, phony TV doctor types uh, being paraded out there. And, you know, look, maybe the uh, leftist should give Trump some credit for putting Fauci front and center. But that doesn't mean I can't complain about the guy. I don't trust the guy. I don't trust the guy from the beginning. Now, that's not necessarily a, a criticism because I think when time's right, he's going to be uh, uh, sent away. You know, he'll go off and right off into the sunset. And I'm okay with giving him a medal. If that's what it takes to get him to right away off into the sunset, give the guy a, a damn medal. Uh, he, reportedly, he wants to be played by Brad Pitt on SNL. But I don't know. What do you think? Who do you think should play... Dr. Fauci on SNL. I got a lot of interesting responses. Martin Short was one of them. Golem from Lord of the Rings. Many different people. David Spade. I don't know. No, I mean, Brad Pitt? All right. That's a kind of uh, fantasy land that you get when you put all your trust in phony TV doctors. You know, as soon as you see somebody with a... Um, stethoscope around their neck or in a white lab coat, all of a sudden you give them some kind of godlike credibility. It, it's not rational. 
It's not logical. You think they don't know that? What well, they warn? If you're a young woman, you know, or your you your daughter, maybe you have a daughter. You know, you probably warn them about the uh, doctor god complex. Everybody knows that. Uh, it, am I not allowed to say that because uh, they're the, the heroes, and you can't question doctors. You can't question medical doctors right now. You, you can only. Uh, um, be a big fan of the TikTok videos. Maybe you've seen these videos where they're doing the flash dance mobs. Medical staff have time for doing flash mob dances as a result of Dr. Fauci clearing out every hospital in the country instead of doing it by case by case basis, uh, by region by region. You've got empty hospitals right now because all of the non emergency procedures have been cleared out and medical staffs on furlough. We talked about that in uh, the last podcast. So anyway, loneliness kills more than any other disease. I talked about that. So when this passes, you have the opportunity, you know, to open up, talk to some folks and put yourself out there, make some connections. It's going to get better when they open things up. We can be human again and we can come out of our caves and if you're not wanting that, if you just want to stay in your cave forever, I question if you are human. But you know who's certainly not human? The globalist bloodsuckers. And I'm going to want to end on, on this point. I want to end on an important point uh, about the globalist bloodsuckers that got rich helping China grow. They got rich off China grow growing into a, a world power. That's what they are now, a world power. Why? Because of the globalist bloodsuckers that sold us crappy, poisonous products from China. That's why. That's why China's so powerful now. It's because of us. We helped get them there. And the rich, elitist, globalists, who, who are responsible for that, in my opinion, should be put out there in the public square and they should be forced to wear signs begging for forgiveness. It should be broadcast live. We need to go back to more public shaming and less physical incarceration. I believe the public shaming is both way more entertaining and hopefully more effective as well. Kingston Country. You've been listening to the Dan Kingston Podcast. 